This is Dina Weiss for Hadar on Parashat Shlach. Send yourself. The spies who entered into the land of Israel at the beginning of this week's Parsha did not bring Moshe the report that he wanted. Instead of presenting an endorsement of the land and a thorough strategy for how best to conquer it, they came back bearing frightening tales of the formidable size of the land and its inhabitants. The spies did not embolden the people. They terrified them. Yet, according to rabbinic tradition, no one was surprised by this report, least of all God. This was a project doomed at its outset. If God knew that this would happen, why did he allow it? Why would he allow Moshe to set the people up to fail? Although they were not successful in executing the mission, there was something inherently valuable in the spies having been sent. Behind the specific story of this failed mission is a larger tale of the value of sending and being emissaries. According to Rashi, though it appears from the verses here that God instructs Moshe to send the scouts, in fact, God does not give any such instructions and even preemptively washes his hands of the whole affair. Shlach lecha, ledaatcha, ein ani mitzavelach. Send yourself on your own recognizance, I am not commanding you. Al piadonai, by God's mouth, birshuto, with God's permission, he only did not prevent him. Kulam anashim, kol anashim shabimikra lashon chashivut, veotasha'a k'sherim hayu. They were all men. Anytime the Bible uses the term men, it implies importance. And at that moment, the spies were good people. Rashi's first two comments underscore that God did not take responsibility for the sending of the spies and perhaps even advised against it. However, in his third comment, Rashi notes that until they failed, the spies were considered anashim, upstanding men. There was no reason for Moshe to think that this mission was bad and that all who participated in it were bent on evil. To the contrary, these men, and certainly Moshe himself, meant well. Before they brought back a disheartening report, the spies were rightly thought of as shluchei mitzvah, people sent on a mission to perform a mitzvah. This understanding is continuous with the perspective reflected in Midrash Tanchuma, which opens its comments to our Parsha with general words of praise for mitzvah emissaries, of which the spies sent by Moshe are considered by the Midrash to be representative. so taught Rabbi Tanchuma Bar Abba. So our rabbis taught. We don't sail by ship on the Mediterranean Sea three days before Shabbat. But if he is a shliach mitzvah, someone sent on a mitzvah mission, he may leave whenever he wants. Why? Because he is a shliach mitzvah. And a shliach mitzvah pushes aside Shabbat. 
For there is none more dear to the Holy Blessed One than a person who is sent to do a mitzvah and gives his life to succeed in his mission. Although the Midrash later goes on to say that the shlichim that Moshe sent turned out to be evil men, it first recognizes that they are shluchei mitzvah. And the praise here for any shaliach mitzvah is pronounced. Throughout halachic texts, we see that Jewish law has a love and respect for shluchei mitzvah, exempting them from certain requirements, such as dwelling in a sukkah while they are on the road, and releasing them from certain stringencies that apply to ordinary people, such as the restriction on traveling too close to Shabbat, as we saw in the Midrash above. Rabbi Eliezer's statement is quoted throughout the Talmud, Shluchei mitzvah enan nizokin, those sent on a mitzvah mission are not harmed. One way of understanding these exemptions and this praise is that when a shliach mitzvah is protected and lauded, it compensates for a difficult or otherwise unattractive job. This seems to be the reason why those who travel to testify about the new moon are provided with some refreshments when they arrive to the court, to incentivize doing something that no one person necessarily feels that they need to do, which does not feel immediately rewarding. One could ask, why should I schlep out to do a mitzvah for someone else? And we want to reward people for not asking that question and instead saying yes to helping their community and the individuals within it. When a shliach mitzvah takes it upon themselves to do a mitzvah for someone else or to facilitate a mitzvah, they demonstrate two very significant types of love. First, they show love for their fellow Jew. People who are shlichim are working hard so that someone else can reap the spiritual benefit. Second, a person shows love for God and his commandments. They are the embodiment of the statement in Pirkei Avon. Shimon HaTzadik Haya Omer, Al Tihiyuk Avadim HaMishamshim Et HaRav, Amanat LeKabel Pras. Elehavu Avadim HaMishamshim Et HaRav, Shelo Amanat LeKabel Pras, Vihi Mora Shamayim Aleichem. Shimon HaTzadik Haya Omer, Al Tihiyuk Avadim HaMishamshim Et HaRav, Amanat LeKabel Pras. Elehavu Avadim HaMishamshim Et HaRav, Shalo Amanat LeKabel Pras. Shimon HaTzadik would say, Do not be like servants who serve the master on the condition of receiving recompense. Rather, be like servants who serve the master not on the condition of receiving recompense, and the fear of heaven shall be upon you. However, particularly in the case of the spies, the significance of the act is not limited to the willingness of the spies to go on a precarious mission, but is also expressed in Moshe's decision to send them. This is reflected in the explanation of Rashi above. Shlach lecha, send yourself, on your own recognizance. I, that is God, am not commanding you. The sending of the spies is something that Moshe is doing, something that is important for him to do. Delegation is something that has been uniquely difficult for Moshe. When Moshe first sets up a judicial system, all of the cases went directly to him. Once 
ויאמר משה לאחות נאום, כי יבוא אלי העם לדרוש אלוהים. כי יהיה להם דבר בא אלי, ושפטתי בין איש ובין רעהו, והודעתי את חוקי האלוהים ואת תורותיו. ויאמר חותן משה אליו, לא טוב הדבר אשר אתה עושה. נבול תיבול גם אתה, וגם העם הזה אשר עמך, כי כבד ממך הדבר, לא תוכל עשוהו לבדך. It was on the next day that Moshe sat to judge the people, and they stood waiting for Moshe from the morning to the evening. Moshe's father-in-law saw everything that he was doing to the people, and he said, What is this that you are doing to the people? Why do you sit alone as the people stand waiting for you from morning to evening? Moshe said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to seek God. When they have a matter, it comes to me, and I judge between a man and his neighbor. And I notify them of the laws of God and his instructions. Moshe's father-in-law said, What you are doing is not good. You will be worn down, you and this people who are with you. For the matter is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone. Yitro notices what Moshe himself cannot see. Moshe cannot do everything himself. Yes, Moshe is the most qualified judge. And yes, Theoretically, every case, big or small, is worth Moshe's time and should be heard by him. But the reality is that Moshe cannot be the one to hear every case. His attempt to give every person his attention meant that justice was not served, and the people were waiting day and night to meet with him. Although Moshe thought that what he was doing was for the people, his father-in-law notices that this is something that Moshe is doing to the people, harming them unintentionally. Moshe needed Yitro to teach him how to delegate, how to appoint appellate judges who could serve the people better than Moshe could alone. Were it not for this outside perspective, Moshe could have continued to try to do everything himself, destroying both himself and his beloved people in the process. Moshe is presumably hesitant to appoint other judges because of the risks involved in losing control of the judicial process. Although your shalichim are supposed to do what you have asked, when a person is appointed, they do not lose their independent identity or the capacity to act independently. One of the areas of Jewish law where the concept of shlichut, sending an emissary, comes into play is that of effecting a betrothal. And the Mishnah there acknowledges that an emissary can develop a plan of his own. Ha'omer l'chavero, say. One who says to his friend, go and betroth that woman on my behalf. If he goes and betroths her for himself, she is betrothed to the second. The case of Kiddushin is a very clear demonstration of the risks involved when we allow other people to do things for us or instead of us. This woman cannot be married to two men, and by sending an emissary instead of going himself, the hopeful husband of our Mishnah likely loses his ability to marry this woman forever. However, this risk also holds within it another value in appointing shlichim. Serving as a shaliach can be an important first step to becoming an independent leader. And when Moshe appointed shlichim, it was a critical step in the eventual transition of power from Moshe alone to his successors. When Moshe sent the spies, they are described as being nisi'im, princes and heads of Bnei Israel. However, when the spies come back, they were a cowardly group of people. They thought of themselves as small and incapable, 
ונהי בעינינו כחגבים, וכן היינו בעיניהם. We were like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and so were we in their eyes. They didn't present independent reports. They clung to one another in fear, and they bad-mouthed the land. This failure on the part of the other spies provided Caleb and Yehoshua with the opportunity to act on their own, to present their own positive report, and reflect their confidence that B'nai Yisrael could and would conquer the Holy Land. V'yoshua b'nun v'chalei b'nifunem minat harimet ha'aretz karu b'gdehem, v'yomru al kol adat b'nai Yisrael, le'mor. Ha'aretz asher avarnu ba, latorota, tova ha'aretz ma'od ma'od. Im chafet banu Adonai, v'hevi otanu el ha'aretz hazot, v'netana lanu eretz asher hi zavat chalav u'dvash. But Yehoshua and Kalev, of those who scouted the land, tore their clothing. They said to the congregation of B'nai Israel, thus, The land that we went through to scout is a very good land. If God wants us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that is flowing with milk and honey. If Shlichim always did what they were supposed to do, then Kalev and Yehoshua would not have had the opportunity to prove themselves as capable servants of God and representatives of Moshe, worthy of leading the people. God tells Moshe to send the spies for himself, and the benefit that Moshe gets is being able to rest assured that there are other people who are capable of leading, of taking over for him when he is no longer there. Moshe needed to learn this lesson himself, and God enabled him to teach it to himself. Without this incident, the people would have not been informed of the Ruach Acharet, the different spirit, that characterized Kalev, nor the Ruach Chochmah, the spirit of wisdom, that Yehoshua merited. Yehoshua would never have become Yehoshua if he hadn't been given the opportunity to distinguish himself. The lesson to be learned from the spies is that even though many of them failed in their mission, it was still a valuable exercise to send them. People need to be proven, to be given the opportunity to succeed, and to be given the opportunity to fail. And Moshe learned the value of delegation, even though it is risky and hard, and saw the way that empowering other people to fail also empowers them to succeed. Serving as a shaliach is an important honor, and appointing shlichim is a gift that we give to ourselves and to those we entrust. We need to learn how to evaluate. What are the things that I need to be doing myself, and what can others do? Will another person enjoy doing it more than I will? Will they enjoy doing something for me? How will we both be able to learn and cope if the assignment does not go well? The Gemara in Kiddushin wonders why the Mishnah states that a man can betroth a woman himself or through an emissary. If an emissary can do it, of course he can do it himself. The Gemara answers, Better himself than through his shaliach. In the Mishnah, mitzvah usually means the best way to perform an act, not the commanded way. The plain sense of this phrase is that it is better for the man to do it himself. The mitzvah way is alone. Yet the phrase can also be read differently. I like to suggest that we read it to say that when he does point a shaliach, the mitzvah inheres in him more than in his shaliach. Not only does he get credit for doing the act when his shaliach performs it, he also gets credit for enabling another person to perform a mitzvah, to help with something they wouldn't ordinarily do. 
we should invest in the capabilities of others and recognize their desire and ability to be loving and to do good. Wishing you a mission-driven Shabbat. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to our weekly Debray Torah. To see more from our archive, please visit hadar.org slash Torah.